Here we go with another On Deck Podcast. This podcast is a recording of a presentation creating a positive school profile, which I gave at the European Council of International Schools Administrative Conference on April 18th, 2009. So that's all I've done. You can see the little volume thing. And then I'm just going to put this to sleep in my pocket. And now I'm recording a high quality um, audio right here. This can be done in any classroom. Now, any iPod would work. Um, and now later on, I'll just take this into GarageBand. I'll take the slides that I have. I'll line them up with the audio. And you'll be, freely, be able to freely download that. And this is my handout wiki. Uh, if you go here, it's actually wiki dot thinking uh, the thinkingstick.com and don't worry there's other addresses that are a lot less not as long as this one to write down to actually get there but that's where this is down the left hand side then you can actually click on 0809 conferences once that page opens up uh, if you actually go down a little bit if it works please internet work you'll see today's conference there'll be a link to the sessions uh, you can click on yesterday's session, and I've embedded all of the Ustreams there. So you can go back and watch yesterday's uh, session. Uh, the other place you can go to find out any information you want to know about me is this website. This is probably where I would send you. This is jeffudick.com. Uh, from here, you can go wherever you need to go. This is my blog that I write on. If you're really interested in what I'm thinking on a day-to-day -day basis, you can come here. Uh, if you don't like that one, you can go to this one. This is our UTech Tips, which is a group blog that I run for international educators. And we actually have 20 international educators that blog on this site. You can sign up for the newsletter that every Friday will be delivered to your email box. And it's 20 international educators. We have an art teacher, a science teacher, a social studies teacher, a couple people in technology, uh, just different people talking about their experiences with technology in the international school setting that have all come together and freely give their content to the world on this site. So I will share that one with you. Um, and that's about it. I also do two podcasts, one called SOSpodcast.org, uh, which is focused on international schools and changing international schools, and then the other one, which is on deck. Uh, so long story short, if you go to Google and you type in Jeff Udick, you'll find me. All right, it's, it's out there. Um, I wanted to get started today, though, with, do we have any tech directors in the room? Any tech people? All admin? Fantastic. Oh, I love it. So I wanted to start with this. This is something that I think all of you should be showing your, your teaching staff. I love that video, right? And the best thing is, now that you've seen that, you'll catch yourself with your cell phone going, what? And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, you know. Give it a second, right? It's going to space. It's a great one to show your staff because we showed, I showed this to our elementary staff. We've had nobody complain when the internet connection goes down for five minutes. <laughs> right? Like, give it a second, right? Like, you realize what's happening with the internet when it goes down for five seconds because you can't access information that's halfway around the world. Like, the time that we live in today is so incredible. Uh, this is called everything, uh, everything is Amazing and Nobody's Happy. <laughs> and you can find that one on YouTube as well. Uh, do you know how to download videos from YouTube? No. Oh, well, 
All right, trick number one. Uh, we might not ever get to what we are actually here to learn about today. Just warning you. You can go to YouTube and you can find any video you want. So here's the video I want. Then in front of the, up here in the address bar, right in front of YouTube, right here, I type in the word kick. Do you see right there? www.kickyoutube.com. Now when I hit enter, it will actually take me to a website. I'm not going to do it now, but it'll take you to a website that you just click on the little link that says download and it downloads the movie for you. That's it. That's all you have to do. Crazy. Right? Unbelievable. All right. Don't say that you never learned anything in this session today. All right. So here we go. We're talking about creating a positive school profile. And part of the reason, no problem. Part of the reason why I wanted to show that video is because I think to understand how are we creating a positive school profile in the 21st century, we need to understand where our kids are coming from, right? We need to understand that in this world today, what do our kids, our potential students, what do they know the web to be? So the first thing we have to understand is where these kids are coming from. And the second largest group of internet users right now, in growth-wise, is two to five-year-olds. The first is between the ages of 45 and 65. That's the fastest growing demographic of internet users. The second being two to five-year-olds. Why? Everybody else is already there, right? The, the kids that are in our classrooms have grown up with it. They're already using it. And this group is soon to hit our schools. But if we go back in history, you know, here's one of the things. Today's seniors, this is a great year. I love this year. Today's seniors were born the same year the internet, as we know it today, was created. They will never know the rotary phone. They will never know a computer without internet access. Seriously. Have we thought about that? Have we thought about what it means to this generation? Have you ever heard kids talk about a computer and the internet separately? They don't. To them, it's one thing. And this hit me when I was teaching a middle school technology class. And one of the girls, we were doing the history of computers. And this girl raises her hand and she goes, what did you do with them? <laughs> like she couldn't even fathom that there would be a computer that you couldn't use the internet with. Right? This is how they've grown up. In 1996, you probably remember the first Palm Pilot came out. They're six years old. Mobile computing has always just been there. They will not know a time without cell phones. They will not know a time when they weren't able to Skype their grandparents back in their home country and it didn't cost them a dime. Is that psychotic? Like these kids, you know, what about this? Right? Do you realize that they created their own international language? Do we give them credit for this? Seriously. What would, if our generation would have tried to create an international standard language, could we have done it in two years? No way. We'd have had to have the committee, right? And we'd have had to come in and we'd have to lay out our, our benchmarks, right? And we'd have to figure out, they just created it, you know? By 1999, the iPod comes out. They've always had mobile music. They've always had Napster. They don't know that you're supposed to pay for songs because they never had to. They never had to. And it's a big, you know, I tried to have conversations with them. 
99 cents isn't that much. But why when it's free? Like, it's a total different mentality. It's amazing where these kids are today and how they're finding information. By 2001, the largest encyclopedia, the largest human body of knowledge that we know is created. Today, it's almost close to 3 million articles on the internet. Did anybody hear what just happened with, um, what was the Microsoft one? Uh, Encarta just can't even compete anymore. Microsoft ditched it. Encarta last week, two weeks ago. Encarta no longer exists. Remember Encarta? The first one that came on the CD, right? No longer. They can't compete with this free information. They've always had it. How about these things? There's 3.3 billion cell phones in the world today. That's half the Earth's population has a cell phone. They send 2.8 trillion text messages a year, which is roughly about 2.8 billion every day, or roughly 92,000 text messages every second. This is how they communicate. And we think back to the rotary phone, right? We think back to, you called a place, not a person. We don't call a place anymore, we call people. Okay. By 2003, Skype comes out, they'll never have a long distance bill, right? By 2004, podcasting takes over, iTunes is released, and all of a sudden there's free content everywhere on the web. And by 2005, oh boy, the world stops. We're going to talk a lot about YouTube today and how your profile, what your profile needs to look like on YouTube. 2.6 billion searches are done on YouTube every month, second most only to Google. This is where kids are looking for content. This is where people are looking for content. Anybody use YouTube to learn something? The resources there. I'm trying to learn to play guitar, and I can learn almost any song. Go, how to play X, and there's somebody on the guitar, here are the chords you need, here's the strum pattern, and you play along with them. Learn to cook, learn to play golf, name it. It's an amazing resource of information. Yeah, some of it is crap, but most of it's not. You know? By 2006, they're known as the MySpace generation. Later on, they become the Facebook generation. Is actually, MySpace kind of folded into what is today Facebook. And of course, Facebook, now that all of us are getting onto Facebook, the kids have started to move, <laughs> right? It's come mainstream and they're starting to move. They've created their own new one. And here it comes. Be talking to your kids so you know where they're headed, so you know where to go. Who's on Facebook in here? How many schools are on Facebook? Couple of you, okay? It's the place you need to be. This is where kids are. The third most popular site in the UK is Facebook. Third most popular search site. If your kids are coming out of the UK, there's a pretty good chance they're not going to your you know, big development website. They're probably going into Facebook to find information about your school. Are you engaging them in there? Are you engaging them on YouTube where they're actually searching for your school? Right? This is, comes out of a study that was done uh, last November, where they took a study of heads and principals, and this is what they had to say. The problem is they also did 320,000 kids, and the kids said the digital disconnect is alive and well. Kids tell us they power down to come to school. Right? When you have all of these, the access to all of this information at your fingertips constantly, and then we bring them into the classroom and we shut the door, and we tell them to turn off your cell phone, which they don't, right? We tell them to not go to Facebook on their laptop, which they do. 
right? We try to make them disconnect from a world that is constantly connected. Okay? This is a great video. And we're only gonna, this is an hour video that I suggest you go to YouTube and find. It's called The Anthropology of YouTube. It's done by Michael Welsh. And this is a presentation he gives to the Library of Congress. But he is a professor out of Kansas State University that's been looking at the culture of YouTube for the last three years. So I'm, we're just going to watch the first part of it. But it's a fascinating, fascinating look into the culture that has become YouTube. It's a celebration. Do we celebrate this new media? Or do we shut it off in our classrooms? Are we finding ways to engage kids with this new media? They're uploading YouTube videos all the time. Can we not have them upload YouTube videos that deal with content out of our classrooms? That engage them? That come with a built-in rubric called a rating system in comments? Do we celebrate the new media? Or are we too worried of what it's going to do to our old system? Right? So just a second, what does your school profile look like before we kind of launch into this piece? And so take about five minutes to discuss with somebody sitting next to you, what is your web presence right now? What is your school doing? Are you just relying on your front page? Do you have a Facebook group? Does your school have a YouTube account? Does your school, is your school in LinkedIn? If you even know what that is. Is your school on Twitter if you know what that is? You know? Go ahead real quick and talk to somebody next to you. What is your, where is your school with their web presence? Okay. Wow, I love it. I love it. Very cool. Listen to the conversation. Either you're excited or you're freaked out. Either way, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, both. Good. You should be both. I'm both. That's what makes it so exciting, so fun. What does your school profile say about you? Are you actively looking at your school profile? Um, you know, one of the things that I talked about in the session yesterday, if you were here, uh, is what are some of the ways that you're doing? So here's YouTube, and I'm just going to give you an example of what, what we're doing at ISB. So this is our International School Bang oops, Bangkok channel, where we're uploading all kinds of videos based on different things. This is our uh, Week Without Walls video that some kids <coughs> uploaded. They took video cameras on the Week Without Walls, and we told kids to go take video of your, you know, your Week Without Walls, I don't know what you call it at your school, you know, where kids go to other, other countries or do whatever. You're going to come back, and four kids are going to produce a three-minute video about your Week Without Walls took absolutely no, no time out of the classroom. The kids already know how to make videos. They already have video cameras. We just empowered them and told them to do it and told them to turn in the video that upload to our own, um, our own website. Okay? This is one, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is that you can use YouTube to learn. So in our middle school tech class, we actually make kids create videos to teach other people You can't hardly hear her. But this is a middle schooler who's going to walk you through Excel and how to make a pie chart. You know? Now, a lot of us still have to teach Word or Excel or whatever in the classroom, or if you have a class like that. And it's one thing to actually have to teach the kids. But what if you just told the kids, I want you to learn it on your own. So the kids go to YouTube, and they find other videos and learn from those videos, and then produce their own video to upload to your site. 
So now people are coming to your site and learning from a sixth grader in this case. And here's the best part, right? This has a five-star rating. Do you see this down here? Only two people have rated it. It's been viewed 600 times, right? But that's a pretty good video. And the best part that I love about putting stuff on YouTube is once kids do it once or twice, they want to make it better, right? YouTube engages them. They understand this community that is YouTube. And I've had kids put up some pretty bad videos and just get hammered by the community. The community only gives them one or two stars. And they will actually come back to me and beg to do another video. I can make it better. I can make a four-star video. You know, this is the authentic audience that it allows. And are you using this to your advantage for your school? So when kids are searching for the international school Bangkok, they're getting all these videos that are created by kids. You know, this first one here, these are ones that our French class just did, our IB French class, sent, her, sent the students out on um, YouTube and said, go find a video that you want to put subtitles on. So the kids found really hilarious, funny videos. They then wrote to the, wrote to the person on YouTube and said, hey, can I download your video? I'm going to upload it on our school site, and we're actually going to put French subtitles underneath, which you can now do on YouTube. You just have to upload a little text file, which we taught the kids to do. You know how much class time that took? Five minutes. <laughs> to go in and say, here, here's what you have to do. Here's the template for the text file. You have to say the, you know, the time you want it to start, the time you want it to end, blah, 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 blah. I learned it real quick by going to YouTube and watching a video on how to do it. And went into the class within five minutes, done. So the kids are now downloading videos, and then they're listening to the video, and then they're transcribing it in French and uploading it back to YouTube, completely within permissions of copyright and everything, because they had the owner's copyright uh, to be able to download the, the YouTube to begin with. Okay. Is anybody else using YouTube in their school this way to A, promote your school and B, engage students in the learning process? This is a double whammy. <laughs> yes? Can you talk a little bit about the oversight from the administration in terms of what's being loaded onto YouTube? Is that done by the teacher who's teaching the class of the technology of the class and therefore the admin team is just giving trust to that teacher to make sure that the content is relevant and also acceptable? Okay. So the way we set this up is we the students do not get the password to this account. So this was set up by the tech team. And there are four of us that just do professional development for our teachers. And then as like the French teacher came up with this great idea, then we gave the password to her. So the kids turn in the video and she uploads it. Now we did have a teacher that actually for the week without walls one, just gave the password to the kids so they could upload their own video. So we just went and changed the password. And then we went and talked to that teacher and said, look, Really, we want to be able to control the content here. So it is. It's a trust issue. You know, it's, it's we as the tech department understand, and we're monitoring it to make sure anything's up there. And you can also delete it. Like if some kid does get in and put something up, you just delete it. It's not, it, that has never happened in the three schools I've done this with. Um, but you, you do have that control. Does that help answer your question? Yeah. Um, and there is some trust involved. Trust in your tech team and trust in your teachers that they understand what's appropriate. But what's this cost you? Nothing. Nothing. Free advertising for your school and engagement for your kids for free. Hard economic times or something is this conference, right? Like you do all that for free? That's pretty crazy. All right. Let's see, where are we at next? Oh, 
How are parents, how are students and parents finding your school? Has anybody polled your parents or your students how they're finding your school? Does anybody know where they're getting, how they're getting, how, how do they find your school? Uh, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah, still the biggest, the biggest, uh, the way people are going. And I think, yes? By the internet, yeah. Is anybody here paying to be the top search on Google? Any schools? Hmm. You are? Okay. All right. I think that's a good thing to be looking into. You can actually pay that when somebody types in International School of X, that you become the number one or number two link there. Now, again, this depends on your school situation. I'm coming from Bangkok, where there's like a gazillion international schools. So for us, how do we promote ourselves to the top of the list? How do we do that in Facebook? How do we do that on the web? So on the web, we pay for Google search terms. You know, it doesn't cost us a lot, 10 cents, 20 cents, depending on who clicks on it on Google. In Facebook, we have our alumni group so that kids who are increasingly going to Facebook to find information are finding our school. So if you go into Facebook, and I don't know if I opened up Facebook. No, I did not. Right, Facebook, if you log in, so here's Facebook, my Facebook update of course. And I can come over here and you know, I type for International School of Bangkok, I probably wouldn't search for alumni. Um, and what comes up is this alumni group. Now this is the first group that comes up and I know that because we monitor it. Okay? But here we have over 2,000 students that belong to this group. This is our alumni group in Facebook. Okay? And we are constantly monitoring this. And when you search for International School Bangkok, this is the first one that comes up. So part of how you control your school's profile, you cannot control what kids post about you. You cannot control the videos they're going to upload on their own accounts. But what you can do is upload more than them so that you're the number one hit. So on YouTube, if, you're, if you have more content, which means more people are watching your videos, which means your channel is more popular, when people put in the International School of whatever, yours comes up before all the kids' garbage. Right? Is anybody looking at their profile on YouTube? Is anybody confident here that if I go to YouTube right now that they would let me search for their school? I always have to ask first because you just sometimes you don't know what, what's coming up. Help me, Casa <laughs> Casablanca International School? Uh, American School. American School. Oh look, it even suggests me. Alright, so here we go. Casablanca Talent Show 2009. There you go. Uh, uh, talent Show Part 5. Did you upload these? Did the school upload these? Who uploaded these? Some kid. Some kid is controlling this school's profile, <laughs> right? Oh, here's the fashion show, right? Here's another, here's more of the talent show. More of the talent show. What's this one? Spider-Man Wild Child, oh boy, okay. Actually, that's probably not too bad. At least you have school content coming up first, you know? But, I mean, that kid could have if they wanted to, right? Can you control it? I don't know. Thank you for letting me search your school. I appreciate it. Okay. We also know that paper is going out of style, right? Anybody heard this sad, sad news? 
It's not the first one. It's the first large paper to go out of business. The Seattle PI no longer prints a newspaper. They're online only. They figure the San Francisco Chronicle's next. The first one to go offline was the Scientific uh, Christian Monitor, right? Christian Scientific Monitor was the first one to go completely offline. Can't make money in it anymore. The New York Times right now is struggling because it would be cheaper for them to buy everybody that still gets the regular New York Times, that subscribes to the regular New York Times. It would save them $300 million if they just bought them all an Amazon Kindle. <laughs> and then every morning at 3 o'clock via wireless technology, give them the paper on their wireless Kindle because print is so expensive and paper is so expensive. They could cut their, budget, they could cut their costs by $300 million by just mailing everybody a Kindle, buying the Kindle and giving it to them. Is that just nuts or what? You know, take control of your school's profile. Be actively involved. You should have an IT, you should have an IT group at your school that can help you do this. What does your Wikipedia entry say about you? Does your school have a Wikipedia entry? When you search for things, have you ever noticed where Wikipedia entries usually come up on Google when you search? They're used to always at the top. Why? Do we know how Google works? Number of hits and number of incoming and leaving links. Right? So when you go to Google, right, and you search for whatever, um, um, sure, I'll search for my school. See what happens. Oh, we're number one. That's because we pay for search results. Go figure, right? But usually Wikipedia would come up here first because of so many people linking in and linking out of Wikipedia. If your school's not on Wikipedia, you're missing out on, again, a free way to get information out there about your school. And you can go to Wikipedia itself and search. I did it today. And actually, is the American School of Paris here? Fantastic entry. I don't know who's following it. But it was started in 2005 by some kid. But at some point, they're monitoring it because you can see the names of the people on it. Are you monitoring it? Are you actively there looking after your profile? It's an easy one for kids to get in and edit. But it also has a lot of power to spread the word of your school. Okay? Facebook, YouTube, Wikipedia, pay for Google search. Four things that can really help you. The only one that's going to cost you money is to pay for Google search results. Everything else is free when people are looking for your school and looking for information. Okay. Understand that this is a growing issue. Understand that it's not going away. You know? And there was a great conversation yesterday about having to be careful in this time zone, where, this time that we're living in, where access to information is constant, how do you control it and how you have to be careful how you disseminate information because it spreads so quickly when kids can text message from anywhere or do anything. And one of the things that just came out, I don't know, on this morning on the news, they were talking about the G20 summit and some girl got beat. Did anybody see this on the news? And now the police officer's in trouble because somebody had a cell phone? And, you know, years ago, he probably would have gotten away with it because they never would have found the guy. But you can't do anything nowadays. 
You know, it's something like in UK, every person in London is filmed like how many times? I don't even know what the stat is. Thousands of times. They've got so many video cameras. Okay? Our schools need to understand that this is the way it, it's happening. You know? It is a growing issue. How are we going to take control of it? If you stick your head in the sand, it's not going away. Understand the power of a hyperlink. And I think this is really important. That the links that are caused between different things on the internet actually do add up and they can help you promote your um, the status of your school so this is a video and we don't have actually time because I'm running out of time to watch but this was a video that was made by Michael Welsh um, back in 2006 or 2007 and the great thing about this video is he released it on um, the same day as the Super Bowl and so he was figuring that it would never get anywhere or do anything and actually it's become one of the most popular videos on the internet today. It's been watched over 8 million times. Right? It's a fantastic video if you're watching. The Machine is Using Us where he talks about the transition. And I wish I had more time to show you, but like usual, I try to stick too much in 45 minutes. Um, but for me, the real story of this is that a few months before he posted this, is right over here, you can see this, see this? This is a video response to Web 2.0. If you click on that Web 2.0 link, anybody notice this name? That's my video. Why did he link to my video? And why now has my video been viewed almost half a million times? Before he linked to my video, it only been seen about 450 times. The power of a hyper, one link. Our Wikipedia entry at ISB all of a sudden has shot through the roof because the new Secretary of Treasury is an ISB grad. And so all of a sudden we're having to monitor that thing daily because it's being nailed. And we had to get in and we had to go in and we had to update all the stuff like when it was, you know, when. All, that, all of that was going on and we found out that he was part of it. We're in there and we're making sure everything's legit because, man, the traffic started rolling into that site. And we wanted to make sure that it was showing the school properly. We also saw a huge uh, bump on just visiting the front page of our, our homepage. You just never know where that link's going to come from. And it might not be a technical one. It might be a graduate from your school all of a sudden does something and people are finding information about them. But isn't that psychotic? Almost. 500 million. And all he did was link to my video. And it has an effect on enrollment? <laughs> <laughs> um, does what have an effect on enrollment? Sorry? Number of hits? Um, I don't know if it does. And I don't know if... That's hard to tell. You know, I know that when parents come in, we ask them where they have found information. And we also, our Facebook group, our alumni group, is also ran by our kids. And that's one of my last slides here, is empower the students, right? How do you get this generation of kids who understand this stuff way more than we ever will, how do we empower them to do it? You know, we have an after-school tech group, uh, you know, an, an after-school activity group, that's our technology geek group. Part of their job is to look after these sites. Our student council looks after our Facebook alumni group. They understand Facebook way better than I ever will. So we've empowered them. We have asked their help to manage these spaces. And in doing that, we're also teaching them 
how to be in these, these places in a safe way. You know? The more universities are using Facebook to look at incoming freshmen, the more we need to be teaching students that what the content you put on Facebook could come back to bite you. And we're doing that by empowering them and saying, help the school build a positive school profile. Your, part of your job as being on student council is that's part of your job. Help us. Help us do this. And spread the message within the student community that you want ISB to look as good as it can online. And that means you need to be looking at what you post. Okay? So that's it. This is a great little video too. But it's just made by kids screwing around because they have nothing else to do and they probably finished their homework, I'm sure. Any questions or comments before we head to lunch? We're back here after lunch if you want to come back for the last session where we're going to look at where should you be spending your money and where you should not be spending your money. And I just hope no vendors are going to be any good. Um, questions, comments? Thank you. I do have cards here if you want cards up by the projector. Feel free to take a card and I'll see you after lunch. This podcast and all podcasts released at On Deck are recorded under a Creative Commons 3.0 share-alike license.